0: I don't know why anyone ever doubted it. I don't know why Arizona Diamondbacks fans were uh, letting tickets go for game three for uh, pennies on the dollar when they doubted their team would do uh, exactly what they have done. Because once you beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the uh, playoffs, it is written in the stars that you will go to the World Series. Shame on you Diamondbacks fans for having a little doubt uh, there when the series shifted back to Arizona as the Philadelphia Phillies Go down. Game seven of the NLCS. The Diamondbacks come back to get it done. Four to two. Diamondbacks Rangers World Series. The Brewers Curse, which is now indeed a curse, lives on. Rowdy, good morning.
1: Yeah, did you hear about uh Chris Mad Dog Russo, obviously, of high heat on MLB Network? Uh what what did the what did the mad dogs? So there? Mad Dog goes on air. I actually I, sent you the yep. clip and says that, yeah, he's gonna retire. If the Arizona Diamondbacks make it to the World Series because they're just not a good baseball team.
2: Here you go. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. floored. And I'll say this right now. Just, uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days... They win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot.
0: Well, looks like Ruzzo <laughs> is done. Looks like the Mad Dog is done. Ben Kenny, who joined us yesterday, Rowdy, he was at the game in Philly last night as uh, he witnesses Fight and Phils put up uh, a little bit of a fight, but then the Diamondbacks said, "You know what? We're destined to go."
1: It's so us. now here is the exact history for the Brewers and the teams that have ended their season in the post season. 1981 Yankees lost in the world series. 1982. Obviously the Cardinals won the world series. I don't think Brewer fans will be forgetting that one anytime nope. soon. 2008. The Phillies won the world series. 2011. The Cardinals won the world series. 2018 Dodgers lost in the world series. 2019 Nationals won the World Series. 2020 Dodgers won the World Series. 2021 Braves won the World Series. Now 2023 for the Diamondbacks. Big question mark, but they have advanced the World Series. If you play along, what comes next? Well, every three years, three years straight, they win a World Series, and then there's a loser. Well, 19, 20, 21, they were all winners. <laughs> uh, the pattern says the D-backs are going to lose to the uh, yep. Texas Rangers in the World Series. And
0: all well, because of creeds higher for the Rangers. Are the... Okay. Listen. It looked like the Phillies were going to get it done, right? Well, that's why they play a seven-game series, okay? Um, are the Brewers cursed? I think... It has now been confirmed. Let's see here, Roddy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Nine times. Nine times.
1: Remember when we were joking about this when Arizona beat the Brewers? And no. obviously they swept the Brewers. But you told me what were the odds for the Diamondbacks to make it to the World Series. And at that point, we had moved on to eight teams left. Yeah. They were nine and a half to one. And they had the worst odds to advance to the World Series should have laid down on the Arizona Diamondbacks to make it to the World Series. I remember when it was Big Ron. 100 bucks would have netted you 950. So remember when, um, it's
0: unbelievable, I should have done it too. Remember when the Brewers lost, obviously, to the Diamondbacks? We had Big Ron call in. Uh, His name on Twitter, Drunk David Stearns. Big Ron called in. He's a big betting man, just like Rowdy's a big betting guy. And uh, Big Ron, I told him, Ron, did you sprinkle a little bit on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks to make it to the World Series? And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Um, Then we gave him the stat. If you beat the Brewers in the playoffs, 100% of the time you go to the World Series. I think I'll have to tweet at Big Ron, but I think Big Ron said he'd sprinkle a little bit on there. We all should have. I mean, it's more evidence that the Brewers are cursed. The Brewers, if you get to the playoffs, the Milwaukee Brewers, which is rare, and then the team beats you, I can't believe this. 100% of the time you go to the World Series. Rowdy. the Arizona Diamondbacks had Brandon fought going again last night. Who was the first pitcher to go against the Brewers?
1: It was Fought. Dude, by the way, Brandon Fought was absolute was money. nails in the playoffs this year. He entered the postseason in the regular So he had pitched in May, parts of May, June, July, August, September, and he wasn't a 100% big league arm mm-hmm. going into this year. Like, he's a young guy. He was absolute nails in the playoffs and arguably was one of their better starters when we say they're starting pitching with Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, who were two of the top 10 pitchers in the NL, you could argue that Brandon fought, pitched better than both of those guys so far this postseason.
0: Brandon fought the Brew. He, he did an did the- ERA over five. Yeah, he did the first game against the Brewers. Look at fought last night. He was a baller. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, okay, so Grant Bills.
1: <laughs> On the broadcast, they were talking about... How- how has Brandon fought pitched so well in these big moments being such a young guy? And you know what his response was? Well, I pitched in some big games in the minors. He's talking about <laughs> minor league playoffs. Well, I in some big games in the minors. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Grant bills tweeted this out. Let me ask you. Grant bills tweets out. Do you ever know if the sounds or the stars have ever, ever won in the playoffs? No, one cares.
0: No, no not at all. Grant bills tweets this out last night after the, the diamondbacks, you know, Punch, punch it, their ticket. Here's the quote. Nobody thought we'd be here. Then Grant says, yeah, because your team isn't good, respectfully. Rowdy, can you call a team not good that is in the World Series, that is a wild card team, and beat uh, the Brewers, the Dodgers, then the Phillies to get to the World Series? This
1: is why baseball is a funny game. The Atlanta Braves were by far the best team in baseball. They're not playing in the World Series. Yeah. Last year... The Philadelphia Phillies played in the World Series. Remember, they got really hot. And they made that run. Yep. In my opinion, this year's Philadelphia Phillies team is more talented and deeper than last year's team, and yet they didn't make the World Series last year. Er sorry, they didn't make the World Series this year, but they did last year.
0: Yeah. Like, can it, Can you say though a team is not good when they're in the World Series? Well, the, aren't. The length of series, I know, I know it goes, you know, stretches to seven games here at the end, but when you play a long series, doesn't the best team is supposed to come out on top when you play a seven-game series?
1: When you look at Arizona, their bullpen got absolutely hot when it needed to in the playoffs because that was a below-average bullpen for most of the year, but it got really hot in the playoffs. You needed that. You look at some of these guys that had kind of throwback or, or career years, like Christian Walker, their first baseman. Mm-hmm. He had a hell of a year, like career year for him. Evan Longoria at times turned back the clocks to a young Evan Longoria. Corbin Carroll, what he did this year in his in his first full rookie season, I mean, it's only been matched by guys like Mike Trout. Yep. Kendall Marte was solid as hell. Like, so they got some really good performances. And then when it was the light shine the brightest, some of those guys really stepped up. I mean, on paper, are they a good team? They're they're decent. Coming they're in, not a World Series team, but they got hot coming into this coming into the season. Were some
0: people uh, feeling the Arizona Diamondbacks a little bit like not a top top team, but they're like I think the best the I horse. saw them
1: picked was like to finish second in the NL West behind the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But who's going to pick them over the Dodgers? Right, right. Not no one that's sane. <laughs> Here,
0: um, I know we got gone at 60 coming up next segment. Where we get you caught up in the national headlines. But since we're talking about it right now, this is the top headline on ESPN. And it's just hilarious to me. Here's the top headline. No explanation. Just magic lands Diamondbacks to World Series. No, there is an explanation. The explanation is simple. You beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs. Our franchise is cursed. The Milwaukee Brewers are cursed. What exactly is that curse? I'm not sure. But I do know we are cursed. Again, 100% of the time, you beat the Brewers in the playoffs, you go to the World Series. Uh, you can't count one of the years, the 1982 team, because they never lost until they got to the World Series. But all of the other ones, Rowdy, it's, again one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times now. Eight of nine times. And the ninth time, obviously, they lost in the World Series. Eight times. It's a. Is it not a curse? Like it's got to be. What, Rowdy? I know you don't know the. You probably, I don't know if you can figure this out. What are the odds of that? Of you play the Brewers and you go to the World Series. Well, it's one hundred. What are the uh, Like what are the chances of that? Oh, it's it's nine for nine. now. like what? Like how does, like winning the lottery is one and whatever, right? Like what are the odds of the Brewers actually getting the playoffs and the team they face? It happening every single go. time. Yeah.
1: Like I mean it it would be pretty astronomical. It's cr- it's it's nuts. Uh, it it's like getting struck by lightning twice. And it's the thing crazy. with baseball, the same gets struck eight times. Cuz we've talked about it is in baseball the well since this spans basically from 1981, you have to think about okay, it makes sense like earlier, right? Like in the pre-1995 where they had three divisions before they had the wild card, it would make sense because you either had you only had two teams making it, right? Mm-hmm. You had your East winner and you had your West winner in your division. So it was, you know, winner of that series goes and plays for the world series. You only had four teams that made it. And then obviously they started adding teams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a little easier back when you could say, well, the team that they lost to in 81, well, they lost to him. And then that team ended up making it to the world series. Makes sense. Cause there was less teams. Mm-hmm. But now that we're starting to get to the, the 2008 brewers and on where there was a wild card where, I mean, these days there's not only one wild card, but there's three wild cards and it keeps happening. I mean, it's,
0: it's, I don't even know how to, I don't know the math to figure that out. Arizona ended the season with 125, one odds to make the world Series. <laughs> Here they are. And, uh, Going into this, well, okay, Rowdy, you, and we were talking about this when they played the Brewers. It was game one was the pivotal game for the Brewers. With Again, we already brought him up. Brandon fought on the mound. And if you could get by fought, then there's a chance because he had Corbin Burns going, right? Well, yeah,
1: you had Corbin Burns going against a guy that was basically in his first full season in the big leagues. <laughs> Then your next two matchups because you lost Brandon Woodruff was going to be either Peralta or Miley for game two versus Zach Gallen, who was their ace Mm -hmm. and a guy that's going to finish in the top six of the Cy Young voting in the NL. And then Merrill Kelly was their game three, a guy that's going to finish in the top 10 of NL Cy Young voting. Mm -hmm. So you had to steal game one because we already knew that we were going to be down Brandon Woodruff in that series. And if you could go up one to nothing, you just had to take one with either a, a Miley and a Peralta versus their two good starters. That, that seemed pretty realistic. But going down one nothing to Arizona and having to beat those two guys in two straight without having a Brandon Woodruff, without being able to go Woody and Peralta, having Woody, that would have been hard enough. <laughs> like, that's why... I know some people gave me hell about it, but it was like, yeah, game one was a must win. It was more of a must win than game two because once you lost that, it was like, yeah, your, game over. your odds of winning weren't very good. And here's
0: the crazy thing too. The Brewers led both of those games. Well, and the that Brewers, was earlier.
1: The Brewers in two games left 20 men on base.
0: Yeah. And then you saw crazy plays and we were just talking about it with Longoria, et cetera.
1: You know how, you know, the movie, um, angels in the outfield, <laughs> <laughs> where they where the Angels could all of a sudden make all these plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like demons in the field for the Brewers. Because all of a sudden they can't make plays. Or or maybe, you know, the other team finds ways to make plays. Demons like Evan Longoria field. somehow made a you know, a play where Evan Longoria is too old, he shouldn't make that play.
0: Uh, Rowdy, okay, in Angels in the Outfield? Demons in the
1: doldrums.
0: So in Angels in the Outfield, right? There is the opposing team yeah. in the movie. Guess who the Brewers are? They're the opposing team. It's not, we're not, the movie's not demons in the outfield. We are just the opposing team in Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> we, someone in the movie's got to be the person that loses. And in the movie Angels in the Outfield, we are the team that loses to the Angels. That's what we are. It's not demons. We just happen to be on the bat the, the losing end of the angels who for some reason like love to take the team that's on the other side. <laughs> Damn it. Who is it that they play in Angels of the Outfield? Like who's the
1: I don't know. I haven't I, watched that movie in forever. I used to
0: own that movie when I was a kid. Well, it's not left. the Angels. No, it's not. Whoever they play, that's who the Brewers are. It can't
1: are. be the Angels.
0: The Brewers are the team that the angels play in angels and the it's like it,
1: Whenever the brewers lose, it just feels like I'm just going off of my memory. 2008. They run into the Philadelphia Phillies who were incredibly good. Like the Phillies were good. Those teams were stacked. Yeah. So Ben Kenny can't cry about not winning a world. Oh, Series he's or crying all oh, he is. But crying. The, those Phillies teams in that time period were absolutely stacked. 2011, they ran into Albert Pujols. Okay, that makes sense. Albert Pujols is an all-timer, right? He's an all-famer. He's good. But then David Freese was the guy that pushed the needle. He was the needle mover in that series. David freaking Freese. Damn. He had like two and a half good years in the big leagues. <laughs> of course, though, it was that one year where he goes off. And then you look at just uh, moving forward, 2018, yeah, the Dodgers were probably just better than you, but you had your opportunities. You had
0: your, oh boy, did you ever...
1: 2019, think about this. You had a Nationals team in which they had Bryce Harper, they had Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, a really good pitching rotation, and that was the year where the Nationals didn't do anything. And Harper signs a big year, you know, big long time contract with the Nationals. They're already starting to talk about how they're going to ship Trey Turner out in the future. And then that Nationals team that didn't even have Bryce Harper goes out, wins the first game of a world, uh, a wild card, and then goes all the way. Like That was the year where Davey Martinez got that team in the second half just on absolute fire. It was like, really? You're not you're even going to win it with Bryce Harper, arguably the best player in that franchise history at that point? Yep. Just horribly unlucky. Four 2020 kind of is what it is. They didn't deserve to be Man, there. They
0: don't recognize 2020. And then
1: 2021, Braves get absolutely hot. Brewers just decide not to do anything. Brewers get not hot. Jock Peterson is the biggest thorn in the side for the Milwaukee Brewers yep. ever. Yep. Everything, everything, just that can go wrong goes wrong yeah. for the Brewers. Yep,
0: that's the Brewers every year, every year. And now the Phillies, they're done. They'll uh, the Diamondbacks will meet the Rangers. Yep. One second.
2: Line one. Good morning. What do we got?
3: Na 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 na
2: <laughs> na na na. Nah. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Ben, Kenny, and no stinking Phillies.
1: King, this is your best call ever. King, I didn't know you were on hold this long. Thanks for waiting, buddy. (laughs) What's going on, dude? Oh,
2: I mean, with with all the, the, the crappiness going on with our teams, it's fun to see... People, you know, and their teams just blowing it when it matters. Oh, there's
0: nothing. There's nothing better than Ben Kenny tears. It's like when uh, Eric Cartman is looking the tears of Scott Tetherman. It just feels oh so good to see Ben Kenny cry, and he was there, too. right? Oh. <laughs> that was better. Oh. And Craig, Craig Kimbrell haunting his dreams from the game previous, even even better. God,
4: All right, and it. what was he keep saying? He's going to tell his grandkids. I mean. <laughs> doesn't
0: he need a fling first? <laughs> yeah, he needs something that's not his hand first, King. As everyone's piling on Michigan, Jim Harbaugh now, and all the sign stealing, let's say Wisconsin had everything they needed, the signs, they stole them all, they knew the game plan, everything.
4: Yeah. Would the Badgers beat Ohio State? I still think we call a bad game.
1: <laughs> Rowdy, what do you think? Well, I mean, you brought up Deion Sanders, and Deion Sanders said, well... This is still a sport where you can mail them your game plan and your plays, but you still have you to stop them. To do it. And there's a the thing with, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's. Clearly the Jimmy's and Joe's Ohio state gets overall the better players. That's not a secret. Now, could that change? If, if Luke fickle was able to potentially build something here, maybe, but clearly they're going to have the higher touted, higher recruited players, and they're going to have more of them. I I don't, I think this year with the changing of the offense and the defense with the fact that you're already recruiting at a lower level, we know that they don't necessarily have the players that they're looking to fit these schemes. This is one of the best defenses Ohio state has had in a while. Yeah. This, that's a, this is a huge ask. So, yeah, that even having their stuff, it's still a huge ask. Here's the, here's the Dion quote that uh,
2: uh, you brought up here. And, uh, but what are your thoughts? I mean, everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, is it's not as pronounced as baseball if i know a curveball is coming i'm i'm i got you you know <laughs> I got with, you. with football i don't give a darn if you know a sweep is coming you still got to stop it physically you it's a physical game you got to stop it so that that's a little tough i don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that i don't i don't buy into a lot of that stuff you still got to play the game Back in our glory days with San Francisco as well as the Cowboys, you know darn well Emmett Smith is getting the ball. You know darn well Mike Irvin is running the comeback. You know darn well Jay Novacek is gonna do what he's gonna do, and you couldn't stop it. it. Is what it is.
0: All right, so uh, you know, if it gets you living under a rock, Michigan is just under the under the scope of an alleged illicit scouting ring being orchestrated by the analyst Connor Stallions. That's how I say his name, right? Stallions? I
4: think it's Stallions. Yeah.
0: There's just one L in there. Uh so on yesterday sources told ESPN that he bought tickets for games at four schools outside of the big 10 that were either in college football playoff contention or playing contenders. There are also record of Stalians buying tickets to the 2021, 2022 SEC title games, uh, tickets to the title games were purchased on the secondary market. I also learned that Stalians, who is the center of an NCAA investigation into Michigan's alleged sign thing operation, bought tickets to, to a 12th big 10 school, uh, yada, yada, yada. According to more sources, he's had all these games, blah, blah, blah. has been doing it for, Like a long time
4: since 2021.
0: Yeah, uh, 2021, and that uh, he purchased tickets more than 35 games at 17 stadiums around the country. He has used a network of at least three people who afford the tickets to attend games. And there's been an hour of video evidence that shows a person sitting in a a seat appearing to video the home sideline with a smartphone. Uh, that would be a part of Stanley or his crew. Um, they said they had
4: good battery life.
0: Um, there's just so much into this that a lot of it, I know you feel a little differently, RJ. A lot of it feels like to me, it's like, so you went and watched a football game and you just happened to look at the sidelines to see what they're doing and maybe filmed it. Like yeah. everyone's got their cell phones out
4: filming. It, it's illegal though. No, like most people there are not that's filming the, the hand signal.
0: Correct. True. That's, but like, you're
4: there just the scouting only, a game. That's the only part here. Like take notes. Do all that, but when you come out in a game with a laminated card that shows an opposing team's signals for plays, yeah, saw so
0: a picture him next to Harbaugh with one of those yeah, cards.
4: That's that now, becomes. Was it little, officially
0: the other team's signals, or was he just having a? Was it ever confirmed that's what it was? Because um, I, I, I don't know.
4: It it does appear that. People are saying it has been confirmed. Those are some of were some of. Ohio I saw State's, it floating around on Twitter. Yeah, those were some of Ohio State's uh, offensive signals. Yeah. Um, now the ones where you know there's this is where the the line gets blurry. You don't know what somebody's picking up in game now, as opposed to the signals they had already,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and it it becomes an issue solely for that. Like, I I don't know where the line is right now. And if you can tell me you had their offensive play signals and you could look over and know what was coming. Yes. You still need to be able to stop it. But in this scenario, Michigan has the people who can stop it. Like, like, right now i'm it, like if wisconsin had it i'm still sure they'd break <laughs> off a 20 yard play at some point in time it's just there's that line there now michigan say no 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 we picked that up in game well i don't know about that cuz this guy who's been working you for you for the past 3 seasons has been going to the games that people say they have video of him videoing the sidelines and i've seen that tape yet yeah but the optics are not good for you. Now, in-game, absolutely. There's people who showing that. Uh, they're like, well, look at this. Ohio State turns to the sideline, and they're calling a play, and Michigan, the whole sidelines, making a point making their own signal to let the defense know what's going on. If that was in-game, awesome. But you don't know. And it's still one of those, if they saw the signal, and they knew the signal, they knew the play, and they can put somebody in a specific place to have that happen. And especially in like no huddle kind of spread situations, sometimes those plays aren't getting called until you cannot then go call a new play. It's
0: because uh, there's a lot of. I think the most reaction I see over the story is I had no idea it was illegal to go watch a game on the road, like to go scout a game. Like that's the most reaction I see from people. It's like I had no idea it was illegal to go out there and just watch a game.
4: Yeah. I mean, they still do
0: video exchange. <laughs> well, that's
1: the thing that I don't get. It's like if you can do. Video exchanger, you can basically get your hands on any tape that you want to from any game because, I mean, look at especially college football today. Who's not on TV? Right. Yeah. Who's not on TV that Michigan's going to play and actually would care about?
4: Yeah. <laughs> like and, like you can record the TV and watch it that I'm, way. But like uh when they do, I mean, people trade tape all the time still. But that's what but I'm saying. You're it's only like you allowed can, in the end zones.
1: Where they trade tape, and you can go. So maybe I'm gonna trade tape. Maybe yeah. I'm gonna go and and uh, videotape uh, or DVR like a game or you know whatever. You could still be hawking sidelines when you're watching those films and seeing if you can pick anything up. Yeah, and like I just know from back in like high school you know there were always the people that would go and watch the team you're gonna be playing in a couple of weeks' games just to see if they could mm-hmm. pick anything up maybe they weren't recording anything
4: yeah see that's illegal in the wiA that is also illegal you cannot record something that doesn't involve uh somebody from your team you might have the like himself. that
1: you might have that one coach or like that one dad that sits there and he's like well they like to run sweep out of this like yeah. whatever so it feels like this is just People don't like Michigan and Harbaugh. Maybe they went a little far, but I feel like it's easy for any team to do this and to not get caught.
4: Yeah, I probably shouldn't be wearing your Michigan stuff when you go to games. I just assume everyone's
1: <laughs> trying know. to get an edge and an advantage
4: of doing stuff like this.
1: Couldn't you? Wouldn't you think that? It, say, I was employed by Wisconsin or Minnesota, mm-hmm. I could just buy tickets and maybe not necessarily be affiliated with the football program, but be affiliated with like the university in a maybe a football capacity, but just be, like, in an office. Yeah. But I know the football stuff, and I'm just going to dress in a casual sweatshirt and go to the games and see what I can figure out. I feel like that would be, like, the most unexpected, you know.
4: I, I would probably have somebody else buy me the tickets. That's what this guy's doing. Yeah, but how do they then have evidence that he went to the games? Well, They if said,
0: other- they said they like, three other guys are buying tickets on secondary markets. Well, I,
4: I know that, but, like, how do you then have evidence that this specific guy went to the game. Uh, like, there's yeah. Someone, what you feel, someone you was tailing him.
1: Wouldn't you feel like it would be easy to like blend in and and hide if you were really doing this? if you actually thought about? You Trump. think so? But like I said, send some super fan. Apparently
4: they sent stuff to the don't Big even, Ten.
1: Don't even send a guy that's on your
0: payroll. Send some super fan that's like eats, ble- breathes, sleeps Michigan, and he's like, I'll do anything for you. Just I'll do anything. He's like, All right, bud. Um, uh, you know, you go, go to go to the Sizzler. Yeah, yeah mean- it's like shooting McGavin and the guy driving the Volkswagen. <laughs> it's like just get the get a guy, get a fall guy, some like some deranged fan. Like, here you go, here's a I'll give you a burner phone.
1: Go tape this and give it to me. Like I'm like, dude, be better at doing I'm that. not that upset. Like I don't I'm care not at all. I, I'm not like, oh, they need to be banned. This is this is over the like this is kind of stuff that I expect. I love the pick a bar of the big Ted. What? Like, what? Like why? Did you guys see you what uh, this far, James like, Franklin said? Oh, yeah, here, I'll yeah. play
0: that. Yeah, let me play that. I have that. Thanks for reminding me. I was going to get to that. Because oh, yeah, James that.
1: Franklin obviously has to play on the Big Ten East, the same side that is Michigan, the same side that is Ohio State. And Penn State always seems to get third, yep. at least out of those three teams. So then he was talking about it. Yeah, here, here you go. I don't get it, guys. Cool. Um, are we disguising it? I mean, what happens is,
2: you get to after games and you feel like you called a very unpredictable call call in a circ- situation and they're in the perfect defense for it and you're sitting there saying, Well how is that what what would ever make you play cover two on fourth and one and we're in a heavy personnel group, but they're in it and you got a shot called there. You know, those things kinda make you kind of second guess and you kinda go back and look at those things and what you need to do to disguise it and and um if it happens once that's one thing, but if it happens over and over then then you're aware of it. Um but don't you adjust? So for us that that's something that, that we always are looking at, but
1: obviously with some of the things that are going on right now it it magnifies it. um are we disguised oh, yeah, James basically James Franklin? again, just proved to me over the weekend that he's the most overrated coach ever because when I was watching the Ohio state game, I don't know. Did Ohio state have his plays? Did they know exactly what's going to call? <laughs> Cause I know that in, in real time, They were old for their first 15 third down conversions. What did Ohio state have all their third down calls (laughs) or do you just suck at play calling? (laughs) I think we know the, answer. or was Ohio state just better than you? I I think think it's that one right there. Like, so when he says stuff like that, it's like, I'm going to take it for a grain of salt. I get it. Why he'd be maybe a little salty, but then there was another one there. There's just another clip with it. And he's referring to a game that they played in Michigan. And it was like, well, I saw your guy where you drew up this play had a step on the Michigan guys because they clearly were not looking for this, but then they made a play and they were faster than the guy you tried to get the football, and then your guy fumbled it. Hey, so, you, I mean, what, do we do? Me. What, what are we doing here? Gotta, sounds like you got to execute better. Yeah. Yeah, what are
0: you doing here, James? <laughs> all right, before break, let's go uh, take
1: a call. I, I, yep. I just want to say I chuckled so hard when I heard that because I'm like, yeah, Ohio State must have had all 15 of their third <laughs> down plays. That's why you're so bad. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Roddy. Um, you did say you're not looking forward to the Packers game. On I, ca- I, am just because it's like, uh, like a social experiment. It's you know, it's it's what's going to happen. What will Matt Lafleur f up next? How will how will the Packers continue to regress, or will they surprise everyone and you know get back on the good foot? I don't think that's going to happen.
1: But so I was looking at that game. Obviously, Minnesota, Green Bay. You know. how Green Bay opened as a one-point favorite. Yeah, some places it was popping up. Now Minnesota is a one-point favorite. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna do a Twitter poll in Zone Madison. Which game are you looking f- more forward to watching? Which game are you looking forward to more forward to? I gotta work on the verbiage to watch. Wisconsin Ohio State, which we all think Ohio State. A lot of people do is going to mm-hmm. just whoop on Wisconsin, or the Packers versus the Vikings. Vikings coming off what two-game win streak?
1: They just beat the Forty ers um. So I actually looked at this last night too. You know how I, I occasionally like to look at the the luck ratings. Minnesota was the unluckiest team in the NFL for the first three four weeks, mm-hmm. and clearly it was showing that they were ugh, they were having play after play after play that were just backbreaker, bad luck, like really tight plays, and that's how they found ways to lose games. Because mm-hmm. this Minnesota team for like the past two-plus years have played how many one-score games that they either find ways to win in good years or find ways to lose in bad years. Well, now it's this season, and now they're what, six, seven games in? It's starting. The tide is starting to turn. They're no longer the unluckiest team in the NFL. The Packers are actually more unlucky <laughs> than the Vikings at this point. Of
0: course they are. Uh, uh, which game? Which game? Which game are you looking forward to more? The Packers and the Vikings, or the Badgers and Ohio State?
1: Easy. Ohio State, Wisconsin. I know I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier in the last segment, but. It's actually decent enough weather if it's not supposed to rain on Saturday, right? We get at least 50 degree weather as we creep closer to Halloween in November. We have a huge night game. The atmosphere is going to be fun for a night game. You're down on Regent street. It's Halloween weekend. Vibes are going to be high. People are going to be out. It's going to be fun at least for the first quarter, maybe Mm -hmm. first half. And then if Wisconsin does play up and they do have a close game, You're sitting there going, man, we have all these people here at the red zone. We're having a good time. The Badgers are actually playing well. It's competitive. But if they don't, it's like, well, it's still Halloween. And look at all these fun people are out and about and blah, blah, blah. The Packer game, you're sitting at home on your couch on a Sunday. And you're like, well, this is is my day of rest. Nothing to do but watch football. And if they just continue to look like crap, you just sit there and just start going through it by yourself on the couch.
0: And you might uh, also have the Sunday scaries yeah,
1: from, from the partying on game. Saturday.
0: See? So not only it's compounding, right? Like the depression of potentially losing and getting your ass kicked. And then you have the hangover hitting you. Not and then you know, you to have that. to watch the Packers at noon. And then you see the cousins come in a blasting creed and just dragging a hog all over the Packers at Lambeau Field. Man, I'm telling you, the Green Bay game is not going to be one to look forward to. I just put it out there at Zone Madison on Twitter. Go get your vote on. Which game are you more looking forward to watching? <laughs> Packers, Vikings, or Wisconsin versus Ohio. Some State? Some people
1: might say they're more uh more curious in next March's first brewer game.
0: Or do you just wanna <laughs> or do you just wanna do an Aaron Rodgers darkness retreat over the weekend coming up here and just put your phone aside, unplug, sit in a dark room or Saturday and Sunday? Maybe
1: maybe you should throw this in the pool, uh the poll unless you already tweeted it out. Maybe I can mean,
0: just delete it and retweet
1: it. Uh Are you most looking forward to A, Wisconsin-Ohio State this weekend, B, Minnesota-Green Bay, or C, Bucks first game? Oh! Because obviously it's Dame time, right? Uh, Giannis just synced his extension up. I'm
0: just just going to do the football one. I
1: I like where we're going at,
0: though, but I just want to keep it. I want to see the gauge because what do we all think? Wisconsin's favored the biggest underdog they've been in 30 years at Camp Randall. 14 and a half still, or has it gone to 15 yet? It's been at at 15. So we all think it's going to be an ass-whooping. And then the Packers flip in between it being a one-point favorite, one-point underdog, right? So I pick them with the Vikings. Are the Vikings favored now? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So one's perceived perceived as close. The other one's perceived as a blowout. But which one you're more excited to watch, the perceived blowout or the one that potentially has to be close? Watch it just watch it be the inverse. Watch the flip happen. Watch like Wisconsin somehow like shock the world,
1: and then the Packers just go and get just bludgeoned. But that's the other thing about it. It's like you have no expectations with the Badgers. Your your expectation is it's Halloween. It's a night game. It's Ohio State. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. If the Badgers play them close, bonus. But when you look at the Packer game, obviously two teams in the Vikings and Packers that have found a lot of ways to lose games this year and haven't necessarily played well. But the Packers are clearly regressing while the Minnesota Vikings are playing better football as of late. It's two teams going in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. That feels like it could be a stinker where the Packers play like crap. And the next thing you know, the Vikings are putting points up on the board because they do have a good offense. And it's twenty eight to ten. The Vikings are winning, and it's the fourth quarter. And you were hoping that the, the the Packers, who had played a soft schedule but had kind of struggled, would find a way to get it the train back on the tracks. And yet here we are; they still can't do it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's a rival. It's I would say for people in Wisconsin, the Vikings are more of a rival than Ohio State because Ohio State's been the big brother.
0: Oh yeah, Vikings Packers. I mean that's a, a hatred that runs deep. Ohio State. We all hate Ohio State, but we know the uh, reality of the situation. They're just better.
1: Yeah, like you expect you expect to be better than the Bears and Vikings, That's even though those is. are the two rivalries. That's just what it is. Uh, Minnesota such a good rivalry because the teams are normally, for the most part, outside of that almost 20-year stretch where Wisconsin won, won the Axe all the time. They were more comparable universities. Yeah. Ohio State just buried both of them.
0: So go get your vote on that zone, Madison. You can call it in, too, 608 321 Romeo Dobbs uh, spoke yesterday, or Monday, I should say. They would get off yesterday. They'll get back to practice today. Romeo Dobbs was asked, what gets this offense Turned around for the starting Packers. Fast, if I had to be honest,
3: you know, I'm sorry, but it it comes down to the same answers every time. You know, I say it all the time, you know, we got we got everything we need. It's just in a matter of how fast we could pick up on it and just keep our foot on the gas whenever we can start
0: It's about starting fast, Rowdy. Um the last three games in the first half they averaged one point five points.
1: One point <laughs> five points. Yeah, it's all about starting fast. Remember just a week ago. <laughs> Uh, going into last week's game against Denver, the worst statistical defense in the NFL. Yeah, awful by a team that was giving up over 440 yards on offense a game, <laughs> a team that allowed the Dolphins to drop 70 on them, a team that has allowed basically everyone else to drop 30 plus on them. And then you heard the comments from some of the Green Bay Packer players where we think we could be like a Miami light. We have the players to be that type of offense, only for them to go in and not even score 20 points off of a bye against Denver. They're the bizarro world.
0: They're the bizarro world dolphins. You know, like if you know bizarro world, so up is down. Down is up. Left is right. Right is left. Wrong is right. Right is wrong. They say, instead of saying hello in the inner room, they say goodbye. It's a bizarro world. The Miami Dolphins are the Dolphins, and the Packers are the bizarro world Miami Dolphins. The yeah. Dolphins score a lot. The Packers averaged 1.5 points the last three games on the when first I practice. heard
1: that comment last week, I rolled my eyes so hard. It's like, what, are you just going to pick the best offense and be like, well, we have some pieces that with some guys that are young and they flash before. But, yeah, we could totally be the best offense in the league. Hold on.
0: Mike McDaniel doesn't care about his eyebrows. Matt LaFleur does. You know, there's your bizarre world. Mike McDaniel seems like they have fun. Matt LaFleur cries.
1: Here's more. <laughs> Mike McDaniel wears glasses. <laughs> Matt, LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, once he became cool, ditched them. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Mike McDaniel's like nerdy cool
0: Matt LaFleur just looks like a like
1: a I don't even know. Mike McDaniels plays Madden and has drawn some of his scheme up from playing Madden and having fun. Matt LaFleur lets his little kids beat him in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> we you do the Matt LaFleur thing again. Matt LaFleur's <laughs> kids tuck him into bed. <laughs> um
0: let's see here. Romeo Dobbs, one more from him. He says, uh obviously they are frustrated, but you gotta keep plugging.
3: I mean, it's human nature. The frustration is high, um, and that's everyone in this league. But uh, again, man, we just got to continue to just keep harping on it, you know, because you know that's the only way we'll get better. Like myself and everybody else in this building knows that we have the pieces to the puzzle. Do we? And I got confidence in our group.
0: This every time that they talk about this, like we need to start faster. We got to keep harping. It just sounds like it's more and more coaching. It's coaching. It's coaching. Uh, Tucker Craft. Remember, we were talking yesterday? Like, where does Tucker Craft been? Rowdy, yeah,
1: was Tucker... I Tucker. had to look up his stats, and it turns out he has two catches for five yards. He's like, oh, we drafted
0: two big tight ends, man!
1: It's gonna be sick. Tucker Craft has been a
0: ghost. Well, Tucker Craft actually stepped in front of the media, and he was asked, you know, do goals change when you're struggling?
3: I mean, I think as far as team goals, the, the goal is to win every week to go one and zero. Me, as a rookie coming in here, playing considerable amount of reps, you know, every week my reps increase. I'm told you're not a rookie. You have a, a responsibility on the field to go do what you're asked to do. You're no longer thought of as a young guy.
0: What is Tucker Craft's responsibility for Matt LaFleur then, Rowney? Well, don't, the fact that like, I had to
1: I think on ask the field. you a question of whether he even has a reception this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then looking it up, he had two for five, and they both came in the same Lions game. One was for six yards, and one was for minus one. I think he's just asked to try and block because he's clearly not asked
0: to catch the football. Yeah, Mike and Porter just said, Tucker Kraft hasn't missed a block like Josiah DeGuarra does. Well, I
1: believe he has on a few chip blocks. Yeah. Him and Deguara from what Him, DeGuara and Sims are guys that I can remember when... Was it Hutchinson? Yeah, being asked to chip block against Detroit or against Vegas, against some of the pretty decent edge rushers or defensive ends in the league. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of success there, clearly.
0: All right, Aaron Jones spoke with Tucker Kraft too, as like talking about does it take time to learn how to win? Here's uh Tucker Kraft talking about his little kind of a conversation with Aaron Jones again.
3: We lose this game, we watch the film, we come back, but we got to improve something. We got to, I mean, no one has to come out with any supernatural ability. It's just maybe cleaning our practice habits, maybe, you know, spending an extra 20 minutes, 30 minutes a week watching film, maybe watching it as a unit alone, maybe watching it as an offense alone, you know, without the coaches in there, you know, us just being real with each other.
0: Uh, he says more on a message that they had from Aaron Jones as well.
3: When he says it, it takes something to, to grow, it takes something to learn. It doesn't have to be, you know, someone all of a sudden becoming an Avenger. It's just them, you know, winning those extra two or three reps that they couldn't get back the week before.
0: <sighs> it doesn't need, it doesn't, you don't need to become an Avenger. <sighs> What what kind of superhero would the Packers be right now? Are they the Aquaman? I mean, that's not an Avenger. That's, you know, Justicely. Are they well, Aquaman, the one that everyone makes fun of and doesn't care about? The, the, who's the biggest loser of all the superheroes? That's the Packers. Um, man. Aquaman?
1: I never actually watched those
0: movies. I'm just saying they're lame, but uh, I'm trying to think back my comic book days as a kid. Who's the lamest superhero? Who's the guy that, I mean, Bruce Batman has no powers. He's just rich. That's his power. But he's badass.
1: Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think who they would who they would be because clearly they're not a very cool or RJ says powerful. Ha- RJ says Hawkeye. Yeah, that's kind of because that's Jeremy Renner, right? What's his superpower? He's like really accurate with a bow. Well, that's clearly not Jordan Love, <laughs> no. <laughs> as he has the worst completion percentage in the league. You know what? I, I got it. I think we have said they're, this before. They're a guy that like thinks they're a superhero, but clearly they're not. I know we said this before, and I just
0: it dawned on me again: the Green Bay Packers in the second Batman movie with you know the Christopher Nolan ones when when the Scarecrow is trying to do a deal with the mob, they're b- these. These regular Joes show up in hockey pads, pretending to be Batman. That's the Packers. Then Batman comes and saves them, and he goes like, "What's the difference between you and I?" And Batman goes, "I'm not wearing hockey pads." the 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 the, the Packers are the people wearing the hockey pads. They're the ones that are they stink. Does that make sense? They're not superheroes, but they're just they're be superheroes. I'm not wearing hockey pads. I'm not wearing football pads. Blanket man. <laughs> Is that David Wayne's? (laughs) All right, man. Do you remember that movie? (laughs) Fart Man. Uh, Back when Howard Stern was cool. That was, you know, way back when. Well, NBA tipped off last night. Did you watch? Lakers fell to the reigning champions, Jokic and the Nugs. What a dank Nug! And then you had what the? um, What is the Warriors rowdy? They were taking on the Suns. Suns win 108-104 on the road. So there you go. But also yesterday, a little little presser with the one only, Giannis Adendokounmpo. Giannis signed that uh, three-year extension, and he announced the news himself. The national media is, like, beside themselves. Brian Windhorse, we were just talking about him. His, he's such a he's, turd. He's, he's a turd.
1: Literally just, he made his career off of one thing and one thing only, Rowdy. That was... LeBron James actually living up to his high school hype. Yeah. And he went all in on LeBron as a high schooler, saying, This is the next guy. This is the next one. And it happened to be right. If if LeBron James never became LeBron James, Brian Windhorse isn't Brian Windhorse. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a nobody. And speaking of LeBron, LeBron
0: only played, was it, 27 minutes last night? It was all part of the Lakers' plan to get uh, 29 minutes, excuse me, for a. Uh, brownie well he's not a he's not a part of the load management rule that is correct there's a new rule in the nba that you can't rest two of your superstars uh on the same night but lebron is one of i think it's 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 a handful of players it's less than 10 it's like one in six players that's
1: not included in on the rule what was he grandfathered in <laughs> he's so old how old is brown he's like thirty nine. Uh, 38, birthday, December 30th. Yeah, he turns 39 this year. It's actually crazy that he's as good as he is. Yeah, I
0: mean, listen, he's still still LeBron James.
1: And I feel like it's wild that he's played more years in the NBA than he was years old when he entered the NBA. Crazy. (laughs) Like, I believe this is his 20 or 21st season, and obviously he came into the NBA at 18. Crazy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Here's uh, the new... uh, well, I mean,
1: LeBron's... still a top-ten player in the oh, NBA. yeah. Here's another top-ten player.
0: His name's Giannis Adendokounmpo. Giannis met with the media yesterday and was talking... This is It's a longer answer, but it's really good. Giannis is the... Giannis is the man. Giannis is the greatest thing Wisconsin has right now. Giannis rules. He is the ultimate family man, great morals, great individual, great character, the work ethic insane, the story's incredible. Everything about Giannis... Is amazing. Like he is awesome. Here is Giannis's response on asked, and this is uh, asked by Andrew Wagner, who's going to join us at nine o'clock. He asked Giannis, "Why Milwaukee? Why did you decide to stay here in Wisconsin and not move on?"
5: Long answer, but let me just keep it short. For me, that I'm very like, I'm very loyal. Even though you might hurt me or you know do something to me, I always like try to forgive you and see the best. In you, uh, And when you were there for me in the beginning, I'm there for you for the rest of the, our lifetime, you know. And for the, the Milwaukee Bucks organization, they've been there with me uh, since the beginning. They changed my life. They changed my family life. Um, my kids were born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's what the passport says. You know, my mom is here enjoying her life. Uh, my dad spent a couple of years here before he passed away. My brothers went to school here in the private school that you know, before I came here, I wasn't able to afford in my, my lifetime. Uh, my kids are going to a private school. Uh, they've changed my life in, tremendously. I'm extremely happy. I know the in and out of the city. The, the city shows me a lot of love. Uh, and also, whenever I go out there and have time with my family, they also give me space, which is crazy to me. You know, when they see me on the street, they give me space. Um, they respect me who I am as a person and what I've done for the city of Milwaukee. And for that, I, I can't turn my back. You know, not now, not in the future, not never. And I want to be committed. I want to give back to the city of Milwaukee. We won one championship, but I, I believe that we can win a second one. And I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do what I always do, try to have fun while playing the game. And uh, I hope I can uh, create another parade in the near future that, you know, 600. Thousand people with the home world can be out there celebrating, no matter you know the color of your skin, white, black, everybody was out there, you know, celebrating something that happened after fifty years. So for me, I cannot take that lightly. I hope that uh, we can do that again.
0: Unbelievable answer from Jonas Nakumbo. And I be- here's the thing I believe him. I believe him.
1: Do you believe him, Rowdy? Oh, I mean he hasn't I believe the guy. He hasn't done anything that would say that he would leave Milwaukee. Like, there were those rumors, right? But how many times it's Every off-season when he had those long extensions and then there was what? It was one All-Star game that was, was it in L.A.? Where he was out in L.A. and they were asking him. chasing
0: him around everywhere. He's like, hey, get away will you, from me, you freaks. Yeah,
1: will you ever come to, to the Lakers? Or will you come play for the Knicks? Leave me alone. And he just was kind of like, eh, and shush, you like, know, and poo pooed him and pushed him away. Yeah and he has said verbally multiple times that in, as long as Milwaukee is, is a continued winner or we're trying to win or we're we're at least putting good pieces on this team i'm going to stay well milwaukee has done everything he's asked like they went out and got Drew Holiday now they've changed it up again and they brought in Damian Lillard
4: they and remember, his brothers
1: remember, <laughs> yeah they've let they've let his brothers come and play with them just waves a mean towel um but like how many how long ago do you remember those Damian Lillard wanted to play in Milwaukee or him and Giannis were kind of talking and but that was like two years ago. Yeah. And now it finally happened. It, clearly he has given everything to Milwaukee and that Bucks franchise, because let's be honest, if Giannis wasn't as good as Giannis is, this franchise never would have won a title. Oh, it, this oh, franchise yeah. wouldn't be relevant. There'd it's be no Giannis. there'd be no deer district. There there probably wouldn't even be a Pfizer forum.
0: No, there might not even be a Milwaukee Bucks franchise. They
1: might still be playing at the crappy falling apart Bradley. season. they could
0: have shipped them off the back to Seattle to form the Supersonics. So
1: clearly they reciprocate the love that Giannis has for them by getting them the pieces, by keeping them relevant. And I anticipate the Bucks and Giannis to be relevant and for them to bend over backwards and till he's probably 35 plus years old and he's 29 now. So buckle in. There's at least six more years.
0: Buckle. In rowdy uh, punning, it's really a pun, but I guess the words in there. But yes, Giannis, he is the man. Like uh, we were just talking, I think on Monday, just going down memory lane, the night that you know Hammonds drafted Giannis. You're like, who? No, who is this guy? I can't even say his ever av- If you said you liked the Giannis pick when it happened, you're a liar. Everyone was like, oh god, another dude from Europe who's going to be a bust. I wanted Trey Burke. Yeah, and now look at us. You got a championship under the belt, and a guy who's uh, committed to the city of Milwaukee for the rest of his career, he says.
1: Where's Trey Burke (laughs) now?
0: No, not. What's this guy's name? This guy's going to be a bust. I remember when you drafted him on the whiteboard in the studio, we phonetically spelled his name out. like, I guess we'll bother to learn this guy's name. Now look at it. Unbelievable. (laughs) Andrew Wagner. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, gentlemen. Now, before we get to the Brewers. You, Mr. Wagner, Andrew Wagner, Forbes dot com, you were at a press conference yesterday with the one and only Giannis Dendacumbo. A question that you asked the Greek freak is just making its rounds everywhere. But before that, what's up, dude? How you been?
2: I'm good, man. Good, you know, just taking my uh my investment manager, Rowdy, has has, has helped me uh, bolster my portfolio. That's so, you know, I'm uh, I'm eating at Arby's once a week now. So <laughs> Uh, rumor is they have the meat. Is it true? We got the beets.
1: Glad we moved you up I, from Taco I, I John's.
2: My, <laughs> do, do you have a financial planner? Yeah, I get my my tips from Rowdy in the morning on the Razor's Edge.
1: What yeah. up? Yeah. Some days you eat steak. The next, like I said, it's a potato lay. <laughs> what do you get? What's the go-to order at Arby's?
2: Dude, I'm old school, man. Just give me the big-ass roast beef. Yes, same. Diet curly fries. Yep.
0: Arby sauce and some horsey sauce. Yep. That's it.
2: Flattered all over me. I don't, I don't need
0: any else. of this churched up other nonsense, you know? Just give me a big nope.
1: old roast beef. Give
2: me that shaved shoe rubber.
0: Put my face right in those beef curtains. I will
1: say the Jamocha shakes are very underrated.
0: See, Rowdy doesn't drink coffee, but he's his his one claim of trying coffee is a, the Jamocha shake.
2: I don't. I, I got a Keurig on my nightstand. I drink it so much.
0: I got a little black coffee right here. All right, Andrew. So yesterday you were at the presser with uh, the Greek freak, Giannis Kumbo, And explain to the folks, like, can you, like, tell us, a, can you relive and rehash verbatim the question you asked them?
2: I mean, it was pretty simple. It was, you hear guys say it all the time. Oh, I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. and Be it whatever sport, whatever city. And my question was simple, like you know, you can go anywhere to win. I mean, you you say that you stay here because you like to win the winning culture. Why Milwaukee? Like, why the hell would you want to stay here? Um, and I was expecting, you know, a goofy honest response, but he came out he came out with some pretty good stuff. That's I good, mean, they got like over two minute I, answer. I, I'm going to go for and say it's probably you know 75 percent BS, but no, I believe him.
0: Answer. I believe the dude.
2: What is what, uh, what has
0: Giannis done to? to not believe him, you know?
2: Make us wait three hours for him to come out? I don't know.
0: Family man, you know, he's chasing kids around probably. Come on. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't die. I mean, it was a good answer. I was impressed. I was impressed. That it, it'll make for a good story. I mean, it, it it seems sincere. And he is a loyal dude. I mean, he has stuck around. He probably could have gone anywhere else. Uh, but he has stayed here. I, I thought that, thought that was, the thing was really interesting when you talked about, like, how People here give him space. Um,
0: yeah, which, remember when you he know. couldn't even get a table at a taco joint? Uh Bel Air yeah. taco? They wouldn't even give him a table. And he was already a superstar. Yeah. I was like, sorry, you got to wait, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Andrew, speaking of superstars, Damian Lillard, now a buck. What do we think of the freak, freak time connection now? I think, is that what we're calling it? Well, freak time? I th- was it freak time? I think it, Damian Lillard said he hated it. He didn't like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Dame time and
0: Greek freak. Uh, freak time. Uh, Damien Lillard, this edition, obviously, Drew Holiday with the Celtics now. Um, how Damian much does this Lillard. bolster? How does this bolster the Bucs? How about maybe, how about this?
1: Dame freaky. The team Ooh. is Dame freaky. Roddy. Oh, Roddy. like,
0: Roddy da- like dam, but da- damn, but da- yeah. Dame
1: freaky. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Good.
2: Roddy is on one today.
0: Tweet that at Dame. See what Dame says. Hit Dame up. Probably crap on it. <laughs> so what do you think of it's this addition of Dame like going? in
2: Major League Two, where, or, or Euchre's sidekick took the broadcasting classes during the offseason season, having <laughs> more drop ins. Not my drop
0: So I mean, what's the ceiling? I mean, ceiling higher than of Drew Holiday? Are you worried about the defense? I I don't know. Like
2: they they need a they need a sharpshooter. They needed that you know, cold-blooded sharpshooter for a while. You you want Chris Middleton to be that guy. He hasn't always been that guy. Um, Holiday is just terrific defender. Um, and I think they do give up a little bit on the defensive side by adding, by, by, by swapping out uh, Luler for Holiday. But they just need that cold-blooded assassin. That is one thing that they have lacked throughout this, like, modern era of championship-level bucks basketball, um, and, and they need that. And I think, I think that's what they, they saw in Lillard. I think that's, that's how the men get them over the top. They are going to have to step up more defensively as a team now without Holiday out there. That, that, that's the big question.
0: Yeah. Um, Andrew, now I know from a reporting side of things, like you always say even keeled, yada, yada, yada. Um, the beginning of the NBA, it tipped off last night, you have the Bucks tomorrow with the 76ers. James Harden's looking like he's trying to force his way out of Philadelphia, so you're not really going to be seeing Harden uh, with the 76ers. How much fanfare and how much excitement does the beginning of the NBA season bring, do you think, to the, the, uh, the fan out there, the NBA, the, the fan of basketball?
2: I don't know. And that's one thing I never tried to figure out. I've, I've never really understood. I mean, baseball opening day is like a holiday. Yeah. Uh, um, you set your calendar around it. You just—it was different, I think, when I lived in downtown Milwaukee. You felt a little bit more of a buzz, but I don't know. It just—it doesn't. Maybe it's because I'm not like a hardcore NBA guy. There just doesn't seem to be that buzz that goes with it. Well, How many hardcore well,
0: NBA guys do you know?
2: I mean, oh, quite a few, really? especially at the local, you know, off-track betting facilities. Oh. <laughs>
0: I guess, let me be more specific. How many how many hardcore NBA fans that you know that aren't degenerate gamblers as well?
2: Oh, well, that's a different question. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I should have been
0: more specific. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, just, I think it's just a different animal. I mean, I, I just... that's not sort of a knock on the NBA. It just doesn't have that, no. that opening night. Panache. I think Christmas is more... I identify, like... Christmas is more NBA than the opening night of NBA. Maybe it's the NBA's fault. Maybe they need to do a better job marketing it. Um, I don't know.
5: Yeah, I I
1: don't.
0: don't, And this in season tournament too
1: is like I get it. Like baseball, you always have like what your Memorial Day, your Labor Day, and and there's like you know people get up for it kind of. But I feel like to your point, NBA is more of those winter holidays where they have crisp. They have Thanksgiving, they have Christmas, they have Halloween, MLK Day, New Year's, like, you can go right on down. They they seem to peg all those winter holidays.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. That's all. And I, I think they need to figure out a way. You remember when college basketball came up, that 24 hours of games non-stop thing? I think that'd be a great thing for the NBA to do. Well, but few, You mentioned yeah, NBA the NBA Cup thing. I still don't get it. I don't What's get it either, hell like let's have a tournament within a season. Remember I was old enough to remember you had the regular season, you had the playoffs, you had the finals. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> now we have to have a it's the soccerization of America. Dude,
0: the the NBA started yesterday, right? October twenty fourth. It will end mid to late June is when the season concludes with the finals.
2: Think of that. October most of my relationships to,
0: almost to July. <laughs>
2: Hey, speaking well, of long seasons, huh? season they realize they could do much better, boom, I'm out the door.
0: Hey, speaking of long seasons, uh, Andrew Wagner joining us. Uh, follow him on Twitter at by Andrew, long seasons, the uh, Major League Baseball. We finally get the World Series. We know who's going to be. It is the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, I know uh, we already talked about this. If you beat the Brewers in the playoffs 100% of the time, you go to the World Series. Dude, what, like like, how, how, like, Incomprehensible is that? Like it just—it
2: boggles the mind that, that exists. You were on that before anyone. I wrote that story. Yeah, dude. about 2000, 2000, 2000, 2019.
0: 2019? So yeah, we
2: we've been on that forever. Yep. Andrew. back yep, After the Nationals won it, I wrote it.
0: So Andrew, this Brewers team, um, we're in a in a in a interesting predicament here. You know Brandon Woodruff's going to miss about the whole year. Corbin Burns probably not going to be a Brewer. You have uh, Willie Adonis, probably not going to be a Brewer. What have you heard anything? Let's start with Craig Council. Have you heard anything about Gregory?
2: No, I I uh, keep looking out my window, like putting up smoke signals for him to respond. But no, I don't heard anything. I-
0: did Mark Adonazio just cut your transmission, Andrew?
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. there he
0: is. Hey, you're, you're back. Sorry. Mark Adonazio tried to yeah, cut your, yeah. your transmission.
2: T-Mobile, terrible service, no matter what they should be on the commercial. There's like one room in my house where I can use my phone. Well, stay in that room. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what happens with the Brewers? How do you got something? No, I was just going to say you're talking about some of the players that you don't anticipate to be back. But looking at some where they've, they've already made their decisions, like Keston Hira has elected free agency. Eric Lauer has elected free agency. We have some of those other guys like the Rowdy Tellezes of the world and the Adrian Housers that are lesser known from the Adamas and the Woodruff and the, and the Burns. But they could potentially be key guys or have been key guys where those are big question marks on what's going to happen. I have no idea.
2: This is going to be a really interesting offseason for Matt Arnold. Um, than the bridge of the hole. He does have big, big questions to make. Um, and I think he's going to have a little bit to play with in terms of, uh, financial payroll, in terms of flexibility, in terms of going out there and making some moves to bolster because if the guys that you think are gone are gone, a lot of young guys that and been getting bit piece are going to be thrust in the spotlight, and you're going to need guys to supplement it. Uh, and I could see them going out and being a little bit more active on the free agent market, a little bit more active on the trade market, you know, kind of redevelop a new core and go from there. It, it's the natural the natural cycle of a baseball team. Um, and I'm not going to say a small market because everyone looks at that excuse, even though it's a reality, but it's a natural cycle. You kind of weave guys in and out. Um, I, I think the biggest shame in all of this is Brandon Gordruff. I mean, that stinks. That absolutely yeah, stinks. Sucks. He's a, he is... Never mind the fact he's a great pitcher. He's a great guy. Um, I don't say that very often. I don't say it ever. He's just a great guy. He's a good teammate. He's the guy you want in the clubhouse. He's the guy that in the middle of a losing streak, you want to have the ball because not only is he going to go out there and just burn asses for seven innings, but he's also going to be the guy that says, hey, guys, don't worry, we got this, you know, lighthearted, just boosting everybody up. You need guys like that. Uh, Losing him for an entire season, that hurts. That hurts bad.
1: Andrew, I have a question for you, because normally I like to be I'm more of the pessimistic guy, right? I I like to call myself a realist in this Woody injury. I'm trying to be optimistic and I'm looking at it this way. If he would have stayed healthy and and everything would have ran its course, I think it's 50 50, whether they would have signed him to a long term expensive extension or would have traded him. Now, with this injury, yeah, it absolutely sucks for the Brewers because it took away moving him. And it it absolutely sucked for Brandon Woodruff because he was about to cash in on on a big-time paycheck. Now he's got to sit out that year, and who knows what happens. But do you think this could be the best thing that happened to the Milwaukee Brewers in the the sense that they could now maybe sign him to a two- or three-year deal that is slightly lesser, knowing that one of those seasons he's got to be rehabbing and then he yeah, finds he, the he, brand you
2: and I, 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 you hate to be that guy. You obviously hate to be that guy, but from a business standpoint, from a purely business standpoint, absolutely, you're dead on right. I mean, this does, this does kind of present an opportunity for the Brewers to, to, you know, listen. Pitching deals always come back to bite you in the ass. <laughs> always, no matter what. Um, this helps. This helps. I don't think they were going to move him. I don't think Woodruff was going to get moved. I think Burns is the guy you trade. I think Woodruff is the guy you re sign um, for any number of reasons. Um, but I think this does help, you know, negotiations in, in not having to go out there and give one of those five or six year contracts that always come back to bite you in the ass. You know, you're right. Like a two or three year deal, this, this definitely makes more sense.
0: Andrew, um, we started the Brewers talk with the uh, World Series stat. Do you think the Brewers are cursed? Like
1: that's like and it's, if it, so, who's the cursed? Yeah, like
0: it's crazy. That's eight that's nine times. Nine. Nine times. Nine.
2: Are the Milwaukee I'm Brewers be cursed? Sick nine times. Sorry, I went Ferris Bieler there for a second.
0: Nine times. Do you think the Brewers are cursed?
2: Uh, put, t- take, her, take her take your take your reporter
0: take your reporter hat off and put on the tinfoil hat. Are the Brewers cursed? They've got to be. What's the curse? Is it, is it cheapness? The curse of being no. cheap? I said the League family. No. Is it that the first game they ever will, played, will, you can I still see the Seattle Pilots stitching Sealy's on there? Flander.
2: <laughs> the man I from Milwaukee? i bought Flander.
0: Okay, then let me ask you this question. Will the Milwaukee Brewers win a World Series in your, my, rowdy, all of ours listening lifetime?
2: I think so. I really do. I mean, I, I had Burns come not, not come out and crap the bed. In game one, I, I think they're still playing. I really do. Um, the Woodruff thing probably hurts them, but they had they still had the pitching to get there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't know why they have not been able to to get over the hump since 2018. It's maddening. Uh, <laughs> But I, we'll have to come up We'll have to get really baked And come up with a, a good curse I think that that's a homework assignment for us yeah. We're going to have to have an over the line retreat Put our thinking caps on Maybe pop, pop across the border To South Beloit
0: I don't need to pop quiet. across no border dude <laughs>
2: <laughs> Seriously
0: Jeez <laughs> like, that's, that's no problem Okay,
2: I'm on the up and up Evo. Well, I'm, I'm on the. D- I keep
0: going sliding down and down, so I'll meet you in the middle.
2: Got it. Gold standard, work the middle.
0: Andrew, you the man. We love you, buddy. And well, nice on you to get Giannis a two over a two minute answer out of him. And everyone's running with it. Well done, buddy. Like hard hitting stuff, like. stuff that we
2: like. Captain Spear of the
0: thing. Hard hitting stuff that we like. We need a hard hitting. Here's a little Metallica for you out the out the door. What do you think? A little battery. All right, boy. Because you fired up.
2: Yep, I'm fired up.
0: <laughs> Enjoy your coffee, man. We love you. Dude. Dude. Andrew Wagner My Andrew Wagner on Twitter Forbes.com